0: Welcome to the Maria Heller Show, on the net since 2000 and still going strong. If you feel like you're not getting the real news, if you feel like you're not connected spiritually, you have found your home. Maria covers a wide range of topics as only a snarky New Yorker can. Straight up, no chaser. No censorship, no corporate sponsors, thus true freedom of speech. Your subscription gives you unlimited access as a member of the smartest audience on earth. Relax and enjoy the education. Now here's Maria.
1: Good morning world, Maria here, alive and kicking. Welcome to the show, The Bigger Picture. And the picture that was the only show that's going to make any sense in this crazy world that we live with. Uh, And my guest, of course, is my favorite co-host, Michael Reikia. I say one of my favorite co-hosts. And we're going to talk about his latest book on the Joseph Communications, The Spaces Between... Unshape, unseen forces that shape your life. So let me say good morning to Michael. Good morning, Michael.
2: Good morning, Maria.
1: How are you? I'm doing okay. You know, just hanging in there, living in this uh, cycle of fear, 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 24 7. You know, I even make yeah. social media posts to say, what will we fear today? Uh, trying to make light of the situation. Uh, yeah. But I can tell you there's a lot of fear out there. Um,
2: Absolutely. I mean, As we say, it's a background vibration at the moment,
1: isn't it? Well, yeah, and I'm looking at, you know, the protests all over Europe, uh, especially yes. this past weekend against the uh, vaccine mandates, the vaccine passports. Uh, yes. Here in, in the United States, the mayor of New York has now made a dictate that... Uh, Anyone who's not vaccinated can't use any indoor facilities, from gyms to restaurants to you name it. Uh, So if this isn't authoritarianism, I don't know what it is.
2: Absolute and apartheid.
1: And apartheid. Let's not leave that out. You know, one of our, one of your best supporters and mine too, uh, sent me a video. Uh, which uh, to, on Thursday's show I will give to my audience. Uh, it seems the only place you can watch truth now is on a site called BitChute because uh, YouTube won't put these things up. Uh, but very interesting little video she sent me, uh, and that's Pat, and I want to thank her for that, showing that the Rothschilds had a patent on the COVID-19 testing in 2015.
2: So, the, world has gone, the world has gone
1: dark, Maria. The world has gone dark. I don't know how much darker it can get, but I'm afraid to say oh. that. Uh, but, you know, what's the situation like on the ground in the UK?
2: Well, almost the same. We've, we've had some relaxation of rules, but there is this uh, segregation uh, of the vaccinated and the non-vaccinated. And you just cannot believe having lived a former life, that this is the life we are now living. And we're waiting for the other shoe to, ju- to drop in that probably in a few weeks' time we'll be back in lockdown through some excuse. Uh, it's, it's completely turned our lives on their heads. Uh, we, we're not in Kansas anymore.
1: Oh, that's for sure. And, you know, you have the same thing here, you know, in, in America where we have so many outside forces, seen and unseen, that have created such division, whether it's racial division, whether it's the division between classes, uh, and the same, the division and insanity between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. Uh, and I'm just watching my own country explode. You know, I thought living through the I thought living through the '60s was something, but this is this makes the '60s pale.
2: You have to pinch yourself every morning to to. To, to see if you can wake up from this.
1: I know, it's it, it like...
2: Well, anything that we've known, it doesn't resemble any logic, any compassion, and particularly any spirituality. Spirituality has been suppressed on purpose mm-hmm. because once you suppress spirituality, then the only uh, God left is the state. And uh, that, that's been done on purpose. Um, we're not having that. We are not having that we are bringing back spirituality and we are bringing back light i think that's probably one of the themes that we've got this evening maria that there is still light we can bring in we can still turn things around and each of us owns a very special gift in that each of us is a spirit and each of us is connected to the divine and no one no dictates no laws, no insanity can ever take that away from us and we are all part of each other and no laws and no dictates can ever take that from, away from us
1: either. Right. And
2: so, you know, if, if someone's listening to the show, take comfort. Because the strongest aspects of you can never, ever be taken away from you. They are yours by divine right. And you cannot be separated from what you really are. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you know, that leads right into a question from uh, one of our listeners, Pat. And it's a little lengthy, but I'm going to give it to you. I'll give it to you in pieces. How's that? Uh, she says she keeps wondering about this and she wanted to ask. She said Joseph said many times in the books that the way the earth has a chance of survival is for us to send light out. Uh, and that we have the ability as angelic beings to channel light for the good of mankind and the good of the planet. She says, does Michael have hope that more humans will do that? Because it looks like most of us are not getting the message.
2: I have hope that those who are ready for the message will get it and will continue to send light out. We send light out on Mondays and Wednesdays and Thursdays. And we are also organizing global meditations because it's been proven across the world that if you have huge numbers of people meditating, then things calm down. Things turn around, you know, crime goes down in cities, people heal in hospitals, and so we are putting together uh, a global light alliance that will allow people to tune in at certain times and to to spread that light. Do I have hope? (laughs) I have hope every day that people will come to their senses. I have hope every day that enough light will be generated, because the light is unstoppable, what is happening on earth is stoppable, but the light that we have within us is unstoppable. And the reason it's unstoppable is because it, becomes, it comes from divine source. And when it is sent out, it raises the vibrations. And if we raise the vibrations, then the darkness that is around us at the moment cannot get purchased. It cannot keep hold of us. And it has to subside. It has to dissipate. It's like shining a torch shining a flashlight into a darkened room where does the darkness go it's as though it never was and we just need that different mindset in people to say yes i can do something yes i can send out the light yes i will send out the light and i will have the discipline to do it one of the problems we have is is convincing people to give a little of their time and they have so much time at the moment on their hands wouldn't it be a good idea if they spent a a small portion of that time giving out the light. It's a discipline like everything else in life, you know? No. Like trying to lose weight or trying to give up smoking or something like that. It's a discipline. But the rewards are great if you indulge that discipline. If you discipline yourself to say, yes, each day at a certain time, even if it's only for 10 minutes, I am going to send out the light from my heart. And I'm going to send it out unconditionally. And I'm going to send it out in the knowledge that that light is the only thing at this stage that will
1: change things. Right, right. Well, I agree. I mean, I do that morning and at night. And uh, Pat says she's been doing this now for years. But she says she always believed good wins over evil. She said, but it seems there's so much negativity and materialism and darkness in the world that she sometimes questions it.
2: You know, all similar situations on earth, and there hasn't been a, I don't think there's been a similar situation since the last fall, but all similar situations by degree come to a point where people come to their senses. They always do. Because ultimately, the darkness and the negativity leads to nothing. No experience of life. No experience in relationships. No experience across the earth. And so people at that point wake up. But they have to realize that they can wake up right now, you know. They have to ask themselves, how bad do I want it to get before I take action? By taking action, I mean loving action, harmonious action, the sending out of that light. How bad does it have to get?
1: Right.
2: Before my my eyes open, before the, the scales fall from my eyes and I see what's happening. And I realize that Spiritual power is the only thing that will change things now, and that I have a unique opportunity to put in that light I say Maria if we had If we had say a million people Sending out the light as one block as one group things would begin to change right now Mm -hmm. If we had two million people things would begin to change this minute If we had a billion people sending out the light all that is happening around us now would crumble
1: it absolutely is. Uh, the other Send thing...
2: Send <laughs> it out
1: now. Right, right. Well, you know, when you said people eventually come to their senses, uh, it's kind of interesting to see and wonder which people are coming to their senses. You know, is it the... I mean, there was over 100,000 people protesting just in France this weekend against the uh, vaccine mandates and the health pass. Uh, would you say those are the people coming to their senses, or is it the people that are lining up and getting the shots and, and saying, you know, you're a bad person because you're not getting the shot?
2: I would say that there is, there is so much being... That I can feel, I don't know about you, Marie, but I can feel the tendrils of this insidious evil in every aspect of our society. And I look at those people and I say, you're looking for freedom, which is fantastic. Look for freedom. Look for freedom of speech. Look for the right to talk, to debate. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, you find it with friends as well. Friends are set against friends. Mm -hmm. And it's so upsetting that that is part of the plan to set everyone against everyone else.
1: Wow, you see it within families too. Family members against family members.
2: separated us from our families and probably intend to do it again later in the year, and they know exactly what they're doing. So we have to be strong enough to say, no, this is what I believe. This is what I want. This is my life. I was born free. I was born as a free spirit, as an angelic spirit, Mm -hmm. and I demand that freedom back, Mm -hmm. and I demand my family connections back. I demand my friendships back. I demand the right to be able to love the people around me freely. I demand the, the, uh, the right to be able to love this world and to love my way and our way out of this trouble. I demand it. Right. How, how dare you impose these rules on us? How dare you?
1: Exactly. Dare you? What
2: are you thinking of?
1: Well, they're thinking. You know,
2: each of these people that is doing this is a spirit, just as we are, is an angelic being, just as we are. And so, the the light is very difficult. But the light that we send out also has to be sent to them. And the uh, the instinct at this point is to say, No, I don't want to do that. No, they're, they're, look what they're doing to us. But what we do by sending out light to them, by surrounding them with light is we strengthen the light that they have at their core. We strengthen their spiritual perspective rather than their material perspective. And we strengthen it, and we strengthen it, and we strengthen it by sending out the light so that at a point, at some point, when there is enough light around them and within them, they think, oh my goodness, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. What am I doing? And they change. They change because their own spirit, their own greater self has prompted them to look at what they're doing. So we have to send light out to not only to the world and not only to those we love and those we think are on our side, Mm -hmm. but to those that we think are not on our side. To those who are causing this trouble purposely, we have to surround them with light and say, No, the darkness that is around you, the darkness that you are channeling, is not as powerful as the light that we are generating and sending towards you we send it in love that you will find yourself that you will find your humanity that you will reconnect with your spirituality and you will move and turn away from the dark path and start spreading light yourself
1: right so you can basically send light to the darkness
2: yes indeed
1: exactly now let me ask you this uh, your book, The Spaces Between, Unseen Forces That Shape Your Life. Uh, these people are seen that are doing this, but are they controlled, do you think, by unseen forces or are unseen forces adding to the madness? Yes. tell people they're, they're, they're demons Marie? what I, I missed that I'm sorry I said to you man, I look at them and all I see are demons and, <laughs> I, and I don't know other people can't see it. it that's the amazing part to me you know my dad when you were you just speaking about taking your power back my father always used to say I was born a free moral agent yes. and that was his attitude towards any institution anything that tried to tell him what to do. Uh, and I think that's why he was so much smarter and way ahead of most people. I mean, we're talking about, you know, the 1950s. Uh, but to him, it, you know, he, he always taught us, almost every day, Michael, you know how Italian parents are with repetitiveness. And he used to say every day to us, question everything, especially authority. Absolutely. Uh, So I guess I was lucky to have the parents I had because I still question everything and especially authority, you know, uh, and looking at, you know, you got to just look at how they whip us around. Okay. Because I've been thinking about this this week. Okay. First of all, they say the virus was gone. Everybody can go out, have a great summer. Life is good. Travel's on. Okay. But then they saw that not enough people were taking their shot. So they came out with the Delta variant, fear. I mean, I've never seen how much fear, especially on TV, it's the only thing they'll talk about. Uh, So they come out with the fear on the Delta variant, and all of a sudden, people that were able to think for themselves got really terrified and went and got the shot. So now they achieved the 70% they wanted in America. So I look at this as problem-reaction-solution. They just whip us around, throw enough fear at us, and you'll do anything they tell you to do. Uh, Even though you see in the UK and India, they say the Delta variant is disappearing by itself.
2: Yeah, yeah. We've done this all all along. you, You hand somebody a little bit, a little tidbit, and then you take it back. Right. And then you hand them a little bit more and you take it back. And by doing that, you condition them. And you instill them, as you say, with fear. Mm -hmm. I don't have fear of the virus. I don't have fear of variants. I have fear of what the ultimate plan is. And I have fear that people are not coming to their senses and have been mesmerized by what they've been told. But to to get back to to your original question, yes, absolutely, I can see the... I know where someone's doomed by demonic possession it's
1: like oh, and that's what you think i know it's like See? living in a combination of some of the worst horror films we've ever seen in our lives absolutely yeah, yeah. but on a positive note i do want yes. you to i do want you to hear that pat also said she wants you to know how wonderful your higher consciousness series is And I understand now that you're also doing some new clairvoyant work on YouTube, which I'll post a link to so people can check it out. I watched it the other night and I loved it, but I thought to myself, hey, I thought Michael was done channeling.
2: Well, so did I, Maria, (laughs) so did I. I I determined that I wouldn't go into trance again because that takes a a great deal out of me. But uh, what happened, I I discussed this with Tony at the Sanctuary, and we... we, uh, agreed that we would once a month tune in to Joseph and his soul group in order to bring through messages of hope and inspiration uh, and spiritual awareness. And uh, I came very close to Trance, I must admit. I think, as Jane said, because Jane was there as well, uh, she said, I think they found a new way to come through.
1: (laughs) Well, if if, if it's easier on you, then that's great.
2: Well, it took me about two and a half days to recover as opposed to a week. So, yes, it's manageable. But in all conscience, I've been pushed by, pushed is the wrong word, I've been prompted by members of the soul group for some weeks now, I knew this was coming up, to add to our knowledge and to allow them to be beacons of light in this troubled time. And so there was no way I could refuse that. Right. And so in addition to the course and the aim of the course of course if you forgive the uh the the pun there is is to is to give people a connection to their spiritual self so that they can, can see clearly so that they have heart power so that they can connect to higher vibrations so we are we are working on all fronts at the moment to lift people into the light to give them the means of generating the light themselves to give them peace during these troubled times and to give them advice from the, the higher vibrations.
1: Well, and it's, uh, it's obviously really good because I did watch most of it. And what make, I don't know who the host of that show is, but the way he looks at you just flips me out when I watch him. I don't know if you've watched your own video because I know I don't like watching my own video. Uh, <laughs> but what you uh, had to say about the animals, And the earth was really important. You know, here in America, they wanted to do a legalized uh, culling of the wolf population. Well, needless to say, the hunters went wild and overkilled. So now we have the wolves in uh, dire straits here. You know, we have the manatees, the magnificent beings in Florida, starving to death because we've destroyed and polluted their habitat. You know, uh, we've got birds falling dead across the country. Uh, out of the sky by the hundreds of thousands, uh, and, and people are not aware or care or pay attention uh, to what we're doing to the diva kingdom, which supports all life on this planet. Yes, indeed, yes. I think it's very interesting
2: that the there were three speakers who, who came through me uh, at that session. There was the Persian gentleman, who is my principal guiding influence. Has been before birth. There was uh, Jane's uh, principal guide, who was an Asian gentleman. But there was also a lady that I hadn't seen before, and this is the lady that you're referring to, who gave this sublime uh, insight into devic activity and into the knowledge and wisdom of animals. And I don't want to, uh, I'd rather people went to see it for themselves, but uh, it just proves that we are. Uh, degrees below animals in our understanding of this world and of each
1: other oh absolutely I remember my teacher Sun Bear always used to say that the two-legged is the most dangerous animal on the planet absolutely yes uh, alright so I want to shift back because of the fear and, and, and what I'm hearing from people and I've been referring them back to some of our earlier shows when I'm in session with people uh you know okay. private sessions but what i'm finding is a lot of fear uh about you know a lot of these people have corporate jobs and their corporations are now getting to the point where they want to force them to get the vaccine and this is creating more fear and panic in people because they don't want to be for, no one should be forced to do anything uh and i reminded them about the show we did of, i think it was two shows again uh, uh, since now uh, where you talked about if you have to get the shot to infuse it with light can you repeat that so that they don't get negative effects from the vaccine
2: yes if you are forced to the vaccine then as soon as, as possible and during the procedure connect with your heart center move your consciousness down from the head center to the heart center and flood yourself with white light. See yourself illuminating with white light. And in your imagination, see the molecules of your body being infused with light. See any invader, any toxin that is coming into that body being infused with white light. And continue that uh, meditation at periods over the next few days. The white light transmutes the white light, and rid your body of all kinds of ailments, all kinds of ailments. Your body knows what to do if it's got enough spiritual energy. So infuse the the area of intrusion, of invasion with white light. Uh, Infuse your body with white light and keep up that meditation. Remembering, of course, to close your chakras down at the end of each period of meditation so that you don't admit any lower vibrations by being open to them. But yes, you can You can transmute it. You can transmute right, it. Right. I, I would also add that, uh, funnily enough, I've been writing something for Facebook this Sunday which sort of chronicles my journey through life as a medium. And I remember uh, having to make a decision regarding my position. I was a, a company director and a copywriter uh, public relations manager for a large regional advertising agency. And I, at the same concurrently, I was sitting to develop as a medium. And I, I took my first service at the Spiritualist Church. Uh, I was working, holding readings for people. I wasn't charging them anything at that time. And I knew, uh, it, it welled up from my heart that very soon I would have to leave. And uh, there was one incident that sparked off. A reaction was I leave now and I considered this for two days and I was very well paid very well paid and had a great job by material standards I had a company car I had an expense account I had shares in the company and after two days I handed everything in and uh, I had to travel back from the company offices to my home in a bus on the bus because I'd just give my car away Right. And uh, I, I went back to my little house, and uh, my physical mind was saying, what have you done? What have you done? And there was a, a piece of paper sticking in my letterbox, and I pulled it out and I looked at it, and it was from a lady that I'd met a few weeks earlier who had asked whether I would do a, a reading for her, for her. And she said, dear Mr. Reitia, uh, you said that you would hold a reading for me. I also have four friends who would like uh, readings. Uh, would you come to our house and can you do five readings in an evening? And I looked at this piece of paper. This is on the same day that I resigned. Right. And I, yes, this is the right path. Now, I'm not saying that it wasn't difficult financially for quite some time, but the reason I'm uh, I'm telling uh, listeners this is because now is a time. I'm saying if you feel that you cannot... Uh, you cannot be part of the company that you're part of any longer. Don't ignore that feeling and don't think, what's going to come next to me? Just have faith. Right. At every stage, and I worked for uh, from from being uh, 30 to the present day as a medium, at every stage, I, I was supplied with what I needed to live and to move forward from the most unexpected sources.
1: Exactly.
2: So it, this is... This is a time for conscience. If you feel that you cannot uh, ally yourself with the company you're working for, I would say, if you have enough faith, walk
1: away. Right. Away from it. Well, I always suggest to my, uh, my clients when I'm doing reads for people if to roll the dice on themselves. I said, if you're not willing to roll the dice on yourself and make a change, why should anybody else be willing to roll the dice? You know, similar to you, you know, I worked in corporate America for 25 years. I did very well. Uh, At the same time, I started studying the Tarot. I started painting uh, as for fun, uh, actually, to relieve the stress of working in the corporate world. And then one day it just came to me and I said, yeah, I I don't want to do this anymore. And at the time, I was married, and because we shared shared finances and expenses, I, I asked my husband, I said, listen, I'd like to take a summer off and see if I can make a go with my artwork and with my readings. And that was 1985. And obviously, I never went back to corporate work. So, I mean, it, it's not like I'm rolling in the dough or a multi-millionaire, but I'm doing what I came here to do, and spirit always seems to provide what I need. Yes. Yes.
2: Not what we want, but what we need. Exactly. We
1: need exactly. Michael, we need to take a short break. When we come back, I want to give a couple more tips on uh, what else you can do uh, if you're forced to take the shot. So stay with us, Michael, and I'll be right back
0: world got you down feel like you're lost don't know the best direction for your life whether it's love money or purpose a session with maria can help you get the clarity you need in the direction you need to live your best life possible maria's been doing this professionally for almost 40 years why not get the help you need by scheduling a session with maria today check out the link for private consultations with maria you'll be glad you did Subscribers to her show get a $50 discount on either a 15-minute or half-hour session with Maria. Book now. Now, back to the show.
1: Okay, welcome back to The Bigger Picture. And before the break, I did say I had a couple of other suggestions. Uh, One thing that I just created, I think, myself the past two weeks, Michael... I don't know how it came to me, but it came to me, and I use it, and it seems to be working. Uh, But before I get to that, if any of you have Reiki, and I'm talking directly even to my own students, and you are forced to get this shot for work or for travel or for whatever, make sure you Reiki yourself first and immediately after you get that shot. And continue to Reiki that spot. At least a couple of times a day for at least three days. Uh, That's one thing because Reiki will push out uh, the filth. That's part of it, I'm sure. Now, the other thing, the other night, you know, Michael, at a certain age, uh, at a certain age, every night or every day, you seem to have a new ache or pain somewhere, okay? So I I always tell my friends at the gym, every day over 60 is a grand adventure. I says, you wake up and you don't know what part of your body's going to hurt. And I usually feel it mostly when I go to bed. Uh, You know, your body's finally in that bed. First thing I do is a loud. Ah, for relief of the day. Uh, But then I I start, because I'm so in tune with my body, I'll start feeling a little something here or a little something there that feels tight or an ache or whatever. And... uh, what i decided to do which came out of the blue which you and i know is never the blue uh was visualize a small little wave of blue water like the top of the ocean when it's a little choppy but not really wild okay and i just start sending this blue wave down like it's uh, on lined paper going from top to bottom slowly on each line And I start at the top of my head and I visualize that little blue wave, because blue is the color of healing, and I visualize it slowly climbing down my body. And I ask that it just relieve whatever tenseness or ache or whatever it is, all the way down to my toes. And when it gets to my toes, I send it out to the ocean. Now, this may sound crazy to a lot of people, but I've been using this for two weeks now, and it works. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, you know, so people need to start using what works for them. And and what I find is in these crazy days, people forget what they know to do that works. They get so caught up in the fear that whatever healing technique they may have, spiritual techniques they have... They, they don't even think of that because they're so tied up in the fear that they forget to use what they know works. Yes. And I'm not acting like an angel here because sometimes even I forget to use what I know works.
2: Well, we're surrounded by so much negative uh, energy at the moment. It's, it's understandable. We, we all have moments where we feel below par, including myself. But I, I think something that we can also say to people tonight, it, it, that hopefully will be a comfort, is that you are not alone. And those are not just words. You are not alone. For example, the, uh, the, the, the members of, of Joseph Sogram, uh, once I'd said, yes, I will do this clairvoyant work for you once a month, they were instantly there. They were instantly there. And it, this just doesn't apply to me. There are beings of light. There are angels. There are those who are trying to uphold the light on earth who are with you whenever you think of them. Mm. You are part of a family. It, 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 we've been led to believe that we are alone. we have been led to believe that we are isolated. It doesn't matter where you are. Right. When you connect, to your heart center, you connect to every soul of a similar vibration. You are not alone. And I hope that will be a comfort. They're not just words. There are people with you, there are spirits with you. There is positive intent with you, there is love with you, there is compassion with you. Don't let anyone or anything lead you to believe otherwise.
1: Absolutely, we'll talk about never being alone. Anybody that's ever spent the night in my house knows they're not alone. Okay. (laughs) I remember having an overnight guest, and uh, the next morning she asked me if I had ghosts in my house. And I looked at her, and I said, why? She said, because I was hearing a lot of noise, a lot of noise all night. I said to her, so what did you do? Did you tell them to stop? She said, yes. I said, did it stop? She said, yes. So I said, so what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know I have a lot of beings uh, sharing my space besides, you know, besides my son and my granddaughter. Uh, and, and I almost wait for them. You know, when I, as soon as I get in bed, I know I'm going to hear that rap and it gives me comfort. Uh, <laughs> although now I have some wild crows deciding to wrestle each other on top of my roof, right on top of my bedroom. Uh, So they wake me up in the morning while they're mud wrestling on top of my roof. Uh, But I've always known that I was not alone. Uh, And, and, you know, people need to know that not all ghosts or spirits or whatever are there to harm you. Sometimes they're there to comfort you.
2: Yes, particularly when you're here, as you say, that rap to say, I'm here.
1: Exactly. I'm here, I'm
2: getting through in, in a way that I can get through to you. I'm not getting through to to scare you. I'm getting through to say, I'm here. Mm -hmm. I understand your problems. I understand how you're feeling. I understand your fear. And I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to leave you. We'll get through this together.
1: Right. Well, you know, one of the things I wanted to discuss a little in your book, uh, and I'm looking at page 174, and I think it's really important okay, that it's time for you to be truly self-seeking, to seek the true self, which exists within you. Uh, And then you write, of course, what I always say, (laughs) that you have mistakenly chosen to return to this planet. Um, People, when you talk to them, they really don't have their own opinions. Even their opinions are formed by other people. So how do they get to find their true self when they're not even thinking for themselves?
2: Well, it's become, it's, it's almost a, a sign of our materialistic decadence, if you will, in that we, not everyone, but many people, prefer to hand over all responsibility to someone else, including thinking, mm. including thinking. What do I think about this? Oh, I'm I'm too tired to think about this. What does everyone else think about this? Uh, What do I think about this? Oh, what am I being told to think about this? We are creators. And in that chapter, of course, it goes on to to describe how we are creators. As angelic spirits, we are creators of worlds, of universes. And we we have shrunk ourselves down to this small incarnation and don't even exercise our right to create our own opinions so we have to go on that journey the the chapter is of course uh, talking about most people living from the outside only from the surface only reacting from the surface only when our true self is to be found within us Uh, it's not on the surface it's inside of ourselves and we have to make that connection again that is one of the aims of the course Mm -hmm. It is to put people in touch with their true self, with their higher self, with their angelic self. And that the techniques are explained as to how to do that. But again, if people go on the course, they have to do something. I'm not going to say this is the course and now you are spiritually aware. No, this is the course and now you are spiritually aware if you, uh, you go through the techniques regularly and learn the disciplines. So we have, to, we have to be disciplined enough at this time to, 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 to say to ourselves, what do I think? Not, not what does the person next door think and I'll fit in with them because I don't want to have any uh, discord with them. Not uh, what the, what's the, the global opinion. What is my opinion? What do I think? How do I begin to think and form an opinion spirit? We, we need to become our own, to own ourselves again. We've given away all authority, all authority, when we have authority over ourselves. We are the ones that, will for, that form opinions and form beliefs that eventually will allow us to create worlds, to create star systems, to create universes. Now, how far is that? From handing over all the responsibility and all thought to
1: anyone else just because it's convenient. Mm-hmm. Don't we want that greater
2: gift? Don't we want to get back to that spirit, greater spiritual awareness where we are powerful, positive creators? But in order to do that, we, we've got to do something.
1: Exactly. To to think, well, we also have to separate our ego from who we are. Ego is not who we are, you know. Uh, yeah. I had uh, I had a, a na- another Native American friend who taught me a great little expression. He said, "If your ego is not your amigo, get rid of it." <laughs> I like that. That's great. <laughs> I like that too, and I think that a lot of people get mistake their uh, ego uh, and trust their ego instead of trusting their intuition, which is more them than their ego.
2: Yes, so they are reacting again from the surface. They are quick to take offense. They are, they are quick to ally themselves with something that seems emotionally satisfying. If you spend time, as you know, if you spend time in, in meditation, connecting to your heart center, to connecting to your greater self, your view of this life and the way that you approach it changes absolutely and completely and forever and in a good way right it's not that you will become some sort of alien being it's that you will find yourself and there is great joy in finding yourself and great power in finding yourself and great resilience Mm -hmm. in finding yourself and those are the aspects of our personality our true personality Mm -hmm. that we need so much at this time
1: absolutely
2: comes calling, we say, go away, fear. Go and play with someone else. Go on. Off you go.
1: Exactly. You have no power over me. Exactly. So when
2: dictates come along and we say, no, I'm not having that. My, my spirit knows better than that. I know better than that. Off you go.
1: Right. Go, run along. I mean, you know, even if, unfortunately, I'm going to the Bible right now. <laughs> yeah. But if you were a person that believed in the Bible, in the Bible story of Jesus or not, or you just read it as fluff, When Jesus supposedly was, you know, 40 years, you know, in the wilderness being tempted by Satan uh, with everything. I mean, Satan threw the book at him I'll give you the world, I'll do this, I'll do that. But what did he say over and over again? Get thee behind me, Satan. So for people out there, you want to use that sentence if it worked for Jesus, it might work for you. Uh, Absolutely. And there are times where, you know, words really do, don't matter, okay? Whether you believe in Satan, whether you believe in Jesus or not. Uh, but the story had a powerful a powerful message. All you have to do is say no. Yeah. You no. Know? Away
2: with you negative vibrations. Don't need you. Not having you. you. You are not welcome here. You don't come into this house. You don't come into this heart. You don't come into the hearts of my family. Away. Right. And that is the the sort of strength that we need at the moment, and that's the strength that we can find within ourselves.
1: Absolutely. I mean, people have given their power away for so many years that today you see the world and they, people feel powerless. And, and whether it's, you know, this uh, world plan for genocide, depopulation, whatever you want to call it, or the end of the human race, whatever, but we see that the earth is reacting to what we have created. Right. I mean, I don't know about you, Michael, but I spend night, you know, hours at night watching YouTube and watching right. the floods in countries that have never flooded, in cities yep. that have never flooded. Uh, Turkey, the country Turkey's on fire from one end to the other. Uh, you, you, the earthquakes, you know, last week there was an 8.2 earthquake, which is humongous. Uh, the earth is going wild. Somebody posted a picture of Mount Rainier and said they've never seen it without a snow cover on it and there's no snow on it. Uh, So you're looking at, you know, uh, the ice melt. You know, there was enough ice that melted in Greenland last week to cover Florida in two inches uh, from coast to coast. Uh, The earth is reacting to us. And I also feel the earth is creating a perch and getting ready to ascend on her own and saying "All right, I think I've had enough of this yeah I think you're
2: absolutely right and I think there's a factor here that the supposedly powerful have not considered because they consider themselves to be the ultimate expression of life on this earth forgetting that the planet is a spirit and forgetting that the planet hosts us we are here by permission of the planet. And if we become so entangled in darkness that we no longer fulfill our function as the angelic beings we are, and as the travelers to this sphere that we are supposed to be, and are no longer having the uplifting experience here that we are supposed to have as travelers to, through this sphere, then the
1: Earth in an instant can say, Enough, off you go. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Off you go. I mean, you know, okay, I'm used to seeing the floods now, every which where. Uh, but I was watching some video, I think it was Palermo and another place in Italy where rocks were falling out of the sky. In between, a hailstorm would hail the size of snowballs. Um, you watched the destruction that Mother Earth can create in minutes, Okay, you think of Berlin and what just happened in Berlin uh, with the flooding. Uh, And yet humans are more concerned about talking about COVID-19 24 hours a day on the news where they do not cover anything that's going on in the earth. Yes,
2: yes.
1: And, and, you know, for me as a teacher of the medicine wheel, I feel the earth and, and I feel her reaction to us. Uh, yes. and, and people people just need to get out of the way, because i I don't know how much more she can take before she just says, "This is it. Uh, uh, this know. is a warning
2: to all those who think they are so powerful. You are not powerful.
1: No, man all can't even compete is powerful. <laughs> Man can't even compete with the force of forces of nature. So no matter how much they try to set up this one world disorder, the thing they leave out of their calculations is the living planet and what she can do. Yes, yes. And the living planet that gets by
2: despite us. Mm -hmm. You look at the beauty of a tree or the beauty of a flower or the beauty of an animal. And there is no concern there. There is no contribution there to the negativity that we are going through at this time. There is simply the, 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 the beauty of being part of the divine, of expressing yourself as part of the divine. We should look for as a lesson to nature, and we should really study nature at this time and say how breathtakingly beautiful and intricate and wonderful it is, and to appreciate it while we still have time to do so.
1: Absolutely. Well... You know, there is another thing people can do is remember that originally it was not something supernatural for us to communicate with the elements. Absolutely. But that was taken away from us. You know, here in uh, Arizona, we were suffering a terrible drought, not as bad as California, luckily, uh, but pretty close. Um, And, you know, I do what I know how to do. Uh, because of my uh, studies and because of Sun Bear and the medicine wheel. And I went out and I, <laughs> I did a little ritual to bring rain. Well, I think I might have all done it because we ended up having, I mean, hellacious, crazy rain from every which way direction for two weeks straight. Um, so when we forget that we have the power to communicate, with the spirit keepers, the the uh the divine, the uh, the, uh, the sylphs, the elves, the fairies, and, and talk to them and talk to the elements, uh and I know a lot of people think that that's crazy, uh but it really isn't, uh you can't they will respond in kind all of nature will respond to a human being coming at them in a sacred way. Yes.
2: Yes. Uh- walk one Sunday morning, and we came across a a mature lamb that had been attacked by a dog. And this poor creature must have been there near a gate for uh, a day or so, and was in a terrible state. And we phoned for the farmer, and we knew the farmer was coming, and we knew that if the farmer came, the lamb would have to be destroyed. Mm -hmm. And the lamb wouldn't drink. Jane tried to give it some water. It wouldn't drink. And I, I suddenly said, Father, if I can help Please let me help. I'll give some of my life force. And so I stood over the lamb, and I could feel part of my life force connecting with the lamb. And as it did so, I said, Don't be afraid. Just let go. There's nothing to be afraid of. Just let go. And the lamb that had been moving in pain suddenly laid down. It couldn't get up. It laid down. The light went out of its eyes, and I instantly saw, standing next to it, its spirit self. And there was still a small connection of energy between its spirit self and the body. And I said, let go, let go, it's fine. And that little wisp of energy dissipated and the lamb stood up in its spirit form, perfect, happy, and walked off into the light. So as you've just said, we can connect with nature, we can talk with nature, we can help nature. And it's about time we did so.
1: Wow, that's a pretty fabulous experience. Uh, You know, and I I have taught and I use it myself, you know, if I see roadkill or a creature that just passed or got hit by a car or whatever, I will always uh, send it Reiki to free its spirit from its body. Uh, And this is part of when you say living your life in a sacred manner. And you and I have discussed it ad nauseum that the problem down here is that people have forgotten the sacred. But it's time to bring it back because if you have to choose between fear or the sacred, I'm going with the sacred.
2: Every time. Every time the sacred is permanent, fear is transitory.
1: (laughs) Exactly.
2: Uh, And we need that spiritual base. And and part of the... The movement at the moment has been to remove that spiritual base as you know I'm, I'm not religion and religious in that I'm not tied to any religion but uh, we've had churches closed we've had no response from the clergy here or practically no response there's been no response they've just fitted in with what they've been told and this is deliberate they're extinguishing the places where we can go to connect with God in whatever way we see fit But, of course, they cannot extinguish that connection with God, that temple that we have within ourselves. And so we have to maintain that link to spirituality. We have to fan that spiritual flame. We have to go to it daily, and it will never let us down.
1: Absolutely. Well, Michael, you and I are out of time today, but I want to thank you so much, because I think this is a highly informative show and hopefully it'll you know dissuade some of the fear that's out there and people just need to as we said
2: maria in closing you are not alone you are never alone
1: absolutely good to talk
2: to you again maria
1: (laughs) same here michael we'll talk soon
2: much love to you god bless you
1: too bye bye michael rakia there you have it so get over to josephcommunications.com if you're not familiar with his books time to read them anyway thanks for listening I hope we gave you something to think about and also something to make you a little more calm. And I thank you for supporting both of our work. Uh, And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening and supporting The Maria Show. Tell others what you learned today. Knowledge becomes wisdom only when it's shared. Encourage others to subscribe today. www.maria.net Often imitated, never duplicated. A world of information all in one place. www.maria.net Always ahead of the curve. Always on your side. Get active or get radioactive. Subscribe today.